This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbid DeVoe. Yours truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India RE. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. This is Cafe Mocha. This weekend, most of us know Lil Duvall for his hit single, Living My Best Life. Am I the only one who didn't know he was a comedian, too? Anyway, he joins us, and yeah, we're going to ask about Chappelle. We're also talking about the documentary. Mr. Soul, before Arsenio, before Oprah, and way before Lonnie Love was doing the real, there was a man named Ellis Hazlip that had one of the blackest talk shows ever on TV. It was on PBS. We're talking to his niece about her documentary, Mr. Soul. Cafe Mocha begins now. Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie, love, yo-yo, radio from a woman's perspective. What's on your mind, Lonnie? This is the segment we say, what's on Lonnie's mind? What's on Lonnie's mind? You know, unfortunately, we had the passing of Greg Leakes, which is Nene Leakes' husband. And um, I got to meet him because we went on tour. And um, then it's been about... Uh, a month or so from his passing, Nene spoke out and she was on IG and she made a comment because Cynthia Bailey, who they had fallen out, uh, she made a comment that Cynthia didn't come to the uh, funeral, but she did eventually come to like the repast, which is a week later. And then she also commented about that Cynthia had sent flowers, but with three other people. And so basically, I wanted to talk about the fact that when people are in grief, there are certain stages of grief. And I explained it to Cynthia that, you know, I believe that at that time that Nene was in the anger stage, because that's one of the stages of grief. And um, I'm only bringing this up because I was on E! Daily Pop and Cynthia was there and Cynthia wanted to address what Nene has said. Mm-hmm. And um, she did. She explained herself and she basically said that, you know, she wasn't able to attend Greg's funeral, but she wanted to make sure that she at least somehow got in touch with Nene. And that's why mm-hmm. she went to the repast. And yeah. then she said the purpose of you know, getting the, the flower arrangements, she said, first of all, it was a really nice arrangement. And she thought it would be a bigger factor when she saw the car and she saw four names of four women that maybe Nene didn't have the best relationship with. She thought that it was a bigger impact that way. You know, ladies, when tragedy happens, how do you handle if you didn't get along with somebody? Mm. How do you handle that? I mean, do you forgive? Do you show grace? What is it? I think when people are sick, I think when there's death, or dying, I think you Mm -hmm. have to squash everything. You know what I'm saying? There's absolutely nothing worse. We women especially can be the worst at holding grudges, but there are times when you just have to let it go. One of my dearest friends, my ace, died while we were mad at each other. 
mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. some stupid. Well, it wasn't stupid to me mm-hmm. over money. Yeah. OK, this was yeah. my ace would do anything to this day except pay me back my money. And he died without us fixing things. So it's like when people mm. are sick, when they're dying, when there's tragedy, you just got to be you just got to let it go because it's not worth the guilt, the pain, the hurt, yeah. the anger, the unresolved whatever. Yeah. Um, I know this doesn't really speak to to Nini and Cynthia's situation, situation. but yeah. I think that <clears throat> a lot of us have relationships that have gone bad. Well, um, you know, when a relationship goes bad for me and at this age of my life, I would want to show love and respect. But if I am through with you, because at this age, I can kind of throw away the towel. At this age, I know how to be an adult. I would probably send flowers. I would probably send my condolences. I probably would show up but not be in the front because I don't want to create a relationship or friendship based off of me showing up, knowing that I don't mess with you no more. So don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, not, not in this situation. That's me in my life today. You know, I'm, I'm not going backwards once a person at this age burns bridges with me in my life. It is over, over. Wait, <laughs> broke the bridge. I am not waiting on somebody to get their life together if we are 50 plus in age. That's true. You I have mean, shown I, me who you are. I believe you, okay? I get it. Sorry, my bad. I believe you. I'm gonna leave you alone. But if somebody's died, if once someone passes, then of course, as a woman, I have to show up. That's the love in my heart to show up, give you some flowers, send my condolences, you know, maybe call you and make sure you're okay. And then that's it. Bye, chick. <laughs> well, Yo-Yo has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with you, ladies. I just think it's good to just show your respect, pay your respects, but it doesn't mean that it may erase something. So, you know, I just wanted to, you know, get you ladies opinion on that. And that was a great conversation. So thank you. Loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. It's Rashawn McDonald for Money Making Conversations. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, CEO of Forgotten Harvest, Kurt Mays. Forgotten Harvest, one of the top nonprofits in Michigan and one of the nation's premier food rescue organizations to fight two problems since 1999, hunger and waste. Here's what he had to say. We got to really come together and think about the ways that we can help each other even before people ask. Um, so that we can help, you know, stem some of these gaps that people have. That sometimes they re- they don't say anything until it's too bad. It's w- it's worse than it should have been. Um, and um, if we can work together and, and be that safety net for each other, uh, we really can do a lot to reduce the pain that a lot of people are actually suffering through quietly. If you want to hear Kurt May's full interview, visit MoneyMakingConversations.com. Keep it. It's Cafe Mocha. When you think of groundbreaking Black talk shows, what names come to mind? Oprah, right? Arsenio, right? Maybe Nat King Cole, Soul Train, hmm? Well, back in the 60s and 70s, there was a show called Soul on PBS. Let's check out a little bit. Live and in color from New York City, Soul welcomes. 
And now, the very first musical performance of our show, Sarah Dash, Nona Hendrix, Patricia Hope, also known as Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells. Sang it, Miss Patty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness knows. Joining us to talk about this groundbreaking show and the show's host, Ellis Hazlip, is filmmaker Melissa Hazlip, who is also his niece. Hey, Melissa, how are you? Hey, now. I'm glad to be here. How are you doing? Great. Melissa, who is Ellis? Tell us about his show, Soul. Ellis Hazel was my uncle. He was such an incredible guy. You know, he was a producer. He was a curator of the culture. He was a curator of black joy. He just curated everything. He was in love with our people. And he had this wonderful show on PBS called Soul. S-O-U-L with an exclamation point. And it was on from 1968 to 1973. And it was just incredible because up until that moment, you know, it had not been anything about the true black America with creativity and vitality. You just didn't see that. There was no other program like this before for poets and activists and, and, and people in the culture, musicians and actors and just people out there doing it. Talking about musicians, when you look at the documentary, um, you see, what's the name from Amen? As a poet. Anna Maria Hartford. <laughs> before she was on Amen, before she was on any of the shows that we've known her for, uh, she was doing poetry on Soul. I looked, and you see so much of that in this documentary. But can you talk about how instrumental he was in kicking off careers for like Ashford and Simpson? Yes, Alice Hazlip had this incredible, uncanny ability to spot talent. He just knew that they could be greater than they were. He was almost like an Afrofuturist, right? He was always saying, there's something better for you. I see you doing this, or I see you doing that. In terms of Ashford and Simpson, you know, they were songwriters. So they were writing for Motown, right? They were writing songs for, for Motown, Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye. But Ellis said, no, you guys should be an act. You should do your own music. Mm -hmm. You should, you know, drop your own music and sing for yourselves. And they had never even sung their own music before or performed together. They had, didn't even, hadn't dropped an album yet. They weren't married yet. And mm -hmm. this idea that he said, no, 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 you are an act. You need to explore and illustrate your songs. That was revolutionary and, and it changed their the careers. Show. He put them, he on, put the them on the show. He gave them their own show. They gave them a whole show. Wow. The whole show. And suddenly they became overnight Ashron and Simpson. And, you know, they talk about that in the film. They say, you know, there wouldn't be an Ashron and Simpson if there hadn't been soul. And Ellis saw something in, in us that we didn't see in ourselves. Reach out and touch somebody's I don't know where we would be if it wasn't for Alice Hastings. I mean, he there would not be an Ashford and Simpson he without loved, Soul. He loved our music, and he said it's going to be on Soul, and that was what was so beautiful about the way he respected our music and what he saw in us that we hadn't yet seen in ourselves. He was constantly doing that. 
like he put uh, Arsenio Hall on the show as a 15-year-old doing magic tricks. Wow. wow. You know, <laughs> and we all know it. <laughs> we all know what happened to Arsenio. He turned into, you know, a great, wonderful, late-night host. And so <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many people are standing on the shoulders. You know, he paved the way for so many of us. It's great to talk to you. I haven't seen you um, since um, Contact High. But speaking yeah. of um, Ellis, he was very instrumental in launching careers, didn't I mean, um, uh, he did the uh, big uh, poetry was, a, was huge on his show. Nikki Giovanni oh, yeah. was a regular, the Black Poets. Was anyone else on TV promoting um, poetry? Not at the time. It wasn't really even considered an art form. And if it was, it was on paper. You know, you didn't get to see the all-stars of, po- of poetry. In other words, it, it predated, mm. you know, Deaf Poetry Jam. But right. so much of that was because of Ellis Hazlip and a, a director that he hired that he thought was amazing named Stan Lathan. Stan Lathan was one of the first directors on Soul. And we all know Stan went on to do Deaf Poetry Jam right. and so much more. So that all came from the birth of, of, you know, this poetry and expression on soul with the last poets who we know they are the godfathers of hip hop. You know, they got their start on soul as well. And Nikki Giovanni, Sonia Sanchez, Amiri Baraka. This was the language of the streets. This was the language of our culture, you know, expressing it in a way. Yeah. Melissa, I feel like a big old chunk of my history has just been thrown in my face. I know, I mean, you know, my family's from Brooklyn. You know, they watch Channel 13, yet nobody seems to know about this show. Why? I know. You know, I like to say it's the greatest show you've never heard of. Right. I don't know. (laughs) For those of you, for those of us who haven't heard of it, it kind of somehow magically stayed under the radar. But then there are the people that were devoted to it and really knew about it, waited for it to come on every week because it was the only place where they could see black folks just being black folks. Your history don't begin 400 years. Your history begins millions and millions and millions and millions of years ago while the white boy was in the caves. Your fathers were building pyramids. The Eiffel Tower is falling. The pyramids are standing strong. You built them, brother. You know, unapologetically, not to teach anybody anything or to, you know, it wasn't like some kind of, you know, National Geographic explanation of black culture. No, it was just real culture. It was right. just like for the people, by the people, you know. It was just for real. Like, this is this is how we get down. We like to have a club. We like to have a drink. We like to smoke. We like to watch, right. uh, you know, McCoy Tyner or... Or, or Max Roach or Patti LaBelle. And so he would create that kind of vibe. And you could have that vibe right there in the studio. And the people who saw the show in the studio, they were having that experience too. It's like Questlove says he loves what, because he's a real soul head. He has every episode somehow. I don't know wow. how it got me, but <laughs> he says he just loves to watch the audience watching Stevie Wonder. Like it's one thing to watch Stevie Wonder, but, you know, this idea of the show being for us when nobody was checking for us, right? Nobody was checking for us in 68. You know, they just killed, they just killed Malcolm and Martin, I mean, uh, in 68. Speaking Reverend about Dr. Martin King. Speaking about um, Dr. Martin Luther King, the show was all about black power and pride. Yeah. So featured leaders of the movement, which I love. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. 
that was really important for Ellis and to, to not just represent singing and dancing. You know, he would say black culture is not all about finger popping time, you know, just like mm-hmm. feeling good. It's about the complexity of our thought. It's mm-hmm. about our thinking of ourselves as a nation of people, not as a nation of people who fit into a larger narrative, but our own narrative and who are our leaders. Jesse Jackson was on the show, but also the Black Panthers were on there. You know, Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael was on there talking about leadership and and we are a mighty race. You know, get up, you're a mighty race. You know, you didn't see that anywhere else. You didn't see Kathleen Cleaver talking about being a mother, but also being the, you know, communication secretary for her husband, Eldridge Cleaver. So this was an almost like an insider's view, but it wasn't for, and only insiders if you weren't familiar. If it was your life, you were just happy to see it on TV finally, you know? Right. This was really important. The leaders of our nation were on that show. Okay, well, yeah. how can people see Mr. Soul? How do they get to see your documentary? Yeah, we're doing something unusual because we're all at home and we're trying to stay safe and, and sheltering at home. And, you know, it's a difficult time with the pandemic. So we thought, well, what? why not, since everything else has gone virtual, why not release a film virtually? So we partnered with cinemas all over the country, the type of theaters that would play an independent film like this, and maybe your favorite theater around the corner, around the way. And you, what you do is you go to our website, MrSoulMovie.com, And there's a huge list of like 70 theaters and theater organizations, a couple of drive-ins and places that will show the film virtually. All you have to do is buy a ticket and then you can watch it on your computer, on your tablet or on your TV. So it's like, you know, it's just 12 bucks to, to watch the film. The whole family can watch it. You can watch for up to 72 hours. And it's just a way for us to give back and to keep inspiring our people with a beautiful black film that's all about, Black love, black excellence, and, and you know, we need that right now. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I totally and, agree. And it's narrated by Blair Underwood. <laughs> oh, then there's Blair Underwood, yeah. <laughs> we all need a little bit of Blair in our lives. Oh, don't you do. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, little, thank you. chocolatey. Let me stop before stop I get in it. trouble. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> I bet this is one of your favorite projects, Melissa. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> give them the website one more time. Yeah, so to check out the website. It's MrSoulMovie.com, www.MrSoulMovie.com, and that's M-R, like Mr. Soul, Movie.com. And you can just click on the screenings tab and see all the theaters and just choose one that you like. Maybe it's in your neighborhood you want to support the cinemas that are closed and that are showing films virtually. So it's like streaming, but it's like all the theaters are streaming at the same time. I am looking forward to watching it and learning all about um, Mr. Uh, Ellis Hazellip and watching your work and all that that you've put in it. And we are so grateful that you stopped by Cafe Mocha to let all of our listeners know about your new project and I know I'm sure they're going to tune in as well. Thank you, Yo-Yo. It's so great to talk to you and thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Uh, appreciate it, Angie. No problem. KBLA Talk 1580. You can catch Mr. Soul streaming now on HBO Max. You got to check it out. It's really good. On the way, Lil Duvall is living his best life. 
We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Socially Savvy on Facebook. You can catch Mr. Soul streaming now on HBO Max. You got to check it out. It's really good. On the way, Lil Duvall is living his best life. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. I'm Angelique. A Georgia court is still trying to find a jury for the men who hunted down Ahmad Arbery and killed him. Their attorney says they need some bubbas in the jury pool. He defines them as being white males uh, in their 40s, not college educated. He says if they are not represented or counted in the jury pool, that it is in some way counting against his client and it's not fair. Students at Howard University have been protesting their dorm conditions for more than two weeks. In their press conference, they said this. There were two other protests this semester. We had a town hall None of the administrators showed up to this town hall and it took a massive protest like this one garnering national attention to finally get the administration to at least acknowledge us. That's the espresso. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Alani Love and Yo-Yo on the line. Lonnie, I think since you're a comedian, it's only fair that you introduce him. Oh, you giving me, this is my brother in comedy. He really needs no introduction. I'm very, very proud of him. Um, he's an actor, a singer, a recording artist, <laughs> and he has uh, the hit song, Living My Best Life. It's Lil Duval, y'all. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. <laughs> What's that? What's that? This is the thing, Lil Duval, we know you in comedy, but uh, a lot of our listeners probably know you from your hit, Smile, Living My Best Life. That was a jam. How did you think about, because I know a lot of people have tried to do it. They've tried to go comedy and do comedy uh, songs, but you actually made it a hit and yeah. you're doing it again. So how did you do that? How did you make that transition? It was never really a transition. That's how I got in the comedy game with a song. I redid uh, Music Soul Child by Bob Girl and Drinking the Club. That was like my first, I guess my first big comedy joke that blew me. So it was a song already. So it really was all I've been doing from day one. I've always been like a, a music-inspired comedian from day one. It just, I guess, the masses finally caught on to it. Alto soprano, what are you? I don't know what I am. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I'm just an entertainer, man. I, I don't, don't try to make me no singer or have all these singers trying to go verses against me. No can do. <laughs> you know, let's let's back up a little bit because what, the one thing, ladies, that I love about Lil Duval is his honesty. And if you follow him on Twitter, and I recommend it, all of y'all follow him on Twitter. He is always trending with something. By one... mistake. <laughs> 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 it's always by mistake. No, it's not by. You know what I like about you? Something that happened, and it was this was a couple years ago, and. 
I remember, I think someone took up for you. I think it was one of your relatives. I'll never forget. And you sent a tweet to them and you said, you know, I appreciate this, but you don't ever have to take up for me. I know how to take, it wasn't being rude. It was basically saying, I know what I did and you know, I, I'm okay and I can handle it. And I mean, as I, a comedian, we kind of signed up to be black folks. So I mean, right. that's kind of what you sign up for. I mean, so I, I get everybody's not going to get me, you know, long as I know whatever I say is not coming with no intentional ill will, I don't have no problem with what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't be really tripping off of it because, and then later on down the line, they end up seeing it from my point of view or seeing that it wasn't no ill will. So I don't really be tripping like that, you know, especially nowadays you can't. <laughs> What's your take on this whole uh, Dave Chappelle Netflix situation? I just think he's fighting for not just for himself, for all comedians and everybody that's with censorship. I think if you fighting to have be able to freedom of speech, you should be on this side because, I mean, it's it's just freedom of speech at the end of the day, and we wouldn't be able where we are right now if it wasn't for freedom of speech. If it wasn't for somebody like Uncle Luke to be fighting for the censorship back in the 80s, we wouldn't be right here right now. So, I mean, so that's really what he's fighting for. So, so really, that's, I'm I'm behind whatever he's with. Definitely ain't gonna I, work for none of us. I fought with him and Yo-Yo, thank you. And Yo-Yo, all of them. So, I mean... <laughs> Everybody in the 80s and 90s, you know, so we wouldn't be here. Like, and that's what's going on on social media and everything. They censoring everything, and they censoring how we talk in our dialect. So if we don't nip it in the bud now, we ain't able to do nothing later. Not just for us, because we already old, but for the next generation. Oof, you got, why do you think they're trying to censor, Lil Duval? Power, control, just like everything. It ain't just, it ain't just entertainment, it's everything. And that's what they need. It's easier to control when you can mold and manipulate a whole people through through one little channel. That's true. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Lil Duval, comedian, actor. His new hit song is called Call My Ex. Comedy special, Living My Best <laughs> Life. Let's talk about this new song, Call My Ex. Tell me about it. <laughs> that, that song is about the makeup song to your girl, like, you know, the whole summer it was City Boys Hot Girls. Now it's the winter time. You need to get your <laughs> back. So call <laughs> here. And, and we are. You know what I'm saying? Get your woman back. <laughs> I love it. I get love your ex back. <laughs> Is there a radio edit of this song yet? Because I, no, I would... <laughs> no. I got some radio edit. I got I got a clean song with. For, for uplifting the aunties called Sexy with Lil Bootsy, and Lil Bootsy ain't cursing not one time in the record. He's uplifting women. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to make up with your ex? Yes, I just, with my girl I'm with now. We got an argument, we break up, and, and I make up with her. <laughs> ain't nobody ever made up with you before? Like, they called you back? That's what they used to do back in the 60s and 70s. They used to beg for their women back in their songs. I'm Tell just begging. Them. Tell them. I'm tell begging. Them. Tell them. The Dales. The Dramatics. Y'all yes. need to listen to it. Y'all so busy listening to this other crap. This is a real yes, man. I'm begging for my woman back. How y'all mad at a man begging for his woman back when he know he was out here thought? And how do you beg back? <laughs> how do you beg back? You Duh. use that song, Call My Ex. Tell her <laughs> well, the best, baby. 
I'd have to go back to, I listened to that song and I was just cracking up. I mean, honestly, you didn't start as incorporating comedy and music all into one, you know, mm-hmm. and in real life, just what comedy is. Comedy is a certain situation. That, that song is certain situation. I'm like, all right, I want my woman back. Why you want her back? Because her <laughs> the best. Look, <laughs> the fall. You can't say that. <laughs> you can believe it's 2021. You can believe it. We ain't got a real good editor. It'd be me. You know how long it's gonna take me to edit this. What else you doing? Is we, how we getting lazy? We don't even want to press buttons no more. <laughs> we ain't out here working hard. Lonnie, no daggone well, she ain't editing nothing. I'm taking notes <laughs> over here. And I, Lil Duvall, will be editing it. That <laughs> okay. <laughs> KBLA's Cafe Mocha, Angelique Lonnie Love, yo, yo. Before we were bumping to his song, Living My Best Life, Lil Duvall was working in the comedy clubs and still is. He's got a brand new stand-up special called Living My Best Life. It's streaming right now. We've got him on the line. He's our guest. Lonnie, go ahead. Now, in your latest special, you make a joke about understanding why Bill Cosby drugs <laughs> young women. When you write your jokes, do you worry? <laughs> we just <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know you don't care about being canceled if you if you did a joke like that. But I mean, really, to no, both... I talked about. Wait, wait. I said Go he ahead. did that. I didn't say me. That I know. Said, if you listen to it's him. Don't be trying to do that. <laughs> that next thing I know this is the clickbait. No can do. I okay. didn't say me. Okay. I didn't say I can do what the did or none of that. None of that. Is it possible to do comedy without offending someone? No, I mean, not good comedy. Think of all our greats. What great didn't defend somebody? That's true. Name a great that didn't defend somebody. I Name mean, one. I mean, I sit in channel. Name one. I can't think of not one. And most that, of the stuff that we need to hear hurts the most. We hate to look in the mirror without makeup. And that's what comedy do. Do you think there's any place for political correctness in comedy? What do you mean? Like, give me an example. I mean, like, we're, there's certain things that we're not allowed to say anymore, certain things that we're not allowed to do anymore. You know, Eddie Murphy's still apologizing for Who's delirious. you're not allowed to do? The only way you're allowed, allowed to do something is somebody control you. Right. I get in this business and get controlled. So that's why I can say and do what I want to say. You know what I mean? There's repercussions to everything, but, I mean, I know it comes with everything. And I don't say nothing that I feel like I'm trying to, trying to hurt anybody or anything. I'm just bringing light to a situation, to whatever I feel like I want to be said. Are you living your best life? That much. If, you look at my, if you look at my action in my life, it shows I'm living my best life. That's what my special is. That's where the sound comes from because it's a reflection of who I am. We get caught up in what we say instead of what we do. If you look at what I do, it'll tell you I'm a great guy. <laughs> do you consider yourself a role model? Yep. Because everybody that followed my lead is doing pretty good. Here's, here's his latest tweet. He says, I've noticed when women with money get a man, they seem to end up with men that act more like they assisted than they man. <laughs> well, you know, everybody need a good assistant. Yeah, I, mm. I ain't wrong when I'm right. <laughs> nope. I, I see him when I go on these cruises. Oh, yeah, we man. see them all. They, they, that's a um, they little assistant, you know, they little pup. Little Duval, <laughs> tell us something about you that nobody knows. I, I love people. I, everything I do is selfless. I believe I that. Well, his new comedy album is on all black streaming platforms. It's called Living My Best Life. We've been having this lively 
unedited conversation with Lil Duval. <laughs> Thank you for coming in the Cafe Mocha. I appreciate it, bro. It really means a lot to me. Love. Stay blessed. Cafe Mocha, Angelique Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo on the line. She's the host of the Afro Zones radio show, the first syndicated show to bring Afro beat music nationwide. She's also the lady who's taking us to Dubai. Sheila O is with us. What's up? What's up? How you all doing? Thanks so much for having me, ladies. Uh, Sheila O made history as the first international female personality to create and host an Afrobeat radio show in the United States. So talk about your history as one of the few female international promoters and you're bringing American artists to Africa. First and foremost, thanks so much for having me on this show. I'm a big fan. I'm so honored to be able to share my experience with you all. I am the host of AfroZones. AfroZones is the only nationally syndicated Afrobeat show in the U.S. And Afrobeat music, it actually premiered in Chicago in 2017. Afrobeat has come a long way. We're winning Grammys now. The number mm-hmm. one song right now in the U.S. is an Afrobeat song, Whiskey and Tense, and just to be with that essence. So we've come a long song. way, ladies. Love it. Thank you. Love it. Love yes. It. We broke it last year, but I'm glad the U.S. is now embracing it. I went to visit uh, Wizkid when he performed his first time here in Los Angeles. And what a oh, wonderful wow. show. What a wonderful performer I set maybe four rows from the stage and watch this young yeah. man really bring something new to music. Afrobeat has become one of the new music art farms. Let's talk about the mix and how it all started. Okay, so Afrobeats is originated from West Africa. It was created by Fela Kuti back in the 70s. And now today's young Nigerians have transformed the music into what America now calls the new R&B, which is Afrobeats with an S. So when it was Fela, it was all about the drums, the sounds, the guitars and everything. But now today's Afrobeats is trending. A lot of A-list artists, you know, Brian Alder Jenner, Beyonce, bless her, did a whole album for Africa called The Gift. And she was so authentic. She wanted to be so pure. She had a lot of celebrities from Afrobeats from Africa come on the songs with her. Everyone's really dapping into this new sound, which is Afrobeats. And we're loving it. It's it's a new R&B right now. Can you tell us about the Dubai International Business Expo? The expo is actually a comet. It comes around only every five years. This is the first time that any Arab city is hosting the expo. The expo is the biggest exhibition in the world. So it starts October this year and it ends March next year. So we will be having our trip close to the end of the expo, which is March 3rd to the 9th. It's a great opportunity, ladies. Not only is Dubai tourism making the trip affordable for us and focusing on blacks and diaspora, they're actually giving us the opportunity to experience the expo. AfroZone and the Dubai Tourism Board and the best international travel agents, they put together a really affordable package. If you go to CafeMochaRadio.com, you and a friend may win a trip from March the 2nd to the 9th in Dubai. Sheila, oh, we just appreciate you putting this together. Mm -hmm. We appreciate what you're doing. This is what we needed. And I can't wait to see you in Dubai. I can't wait to spoil you in Dubai. I can't wait. <laughs> you can join Lonnie Love and Sheila O in Dubai. Just log on to CafeMochaRadio.com. Click on the banner with Lonnie Love inviting you to the Afro Zones Dubai sound off and get registered to win. That's the show. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. 
Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.